Deacaholics, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 142 of the Deacon & Co. Show. Today is Saturday, September the 30th, or September the 30th, and it is our last day in September before we bring in Rocktober. Episode 142 for you today, high five! Why high five? Well, we're going to talk about Metallica number five, something that we had branched away from for a while and left you off at Metallica 4's. I uh, told you it was a surprise last week. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to the Touchdown Report last week's episode, the week before that's episode, and every other episode that you've all tuned in for. Appreciate and love you all. Hope you all are well. Really bad weather on the East Coast again here. Tropical storms and uh, floodings and flash floods and stuff. But um, I had a problem uh, a while back, uh, and this is going back for a long, long time. Didn't really know what to do about the situation because I didn't really want to put a lot of effort and money into this problem that I had. But I had to do something. So right before the big adventure, all right, uh, I had put up a tarp and I was so paranoid the whole time that I, we, we were away that I thought that my house was going to flood. So I turned around and uh, big shout outs to one of my good friends, Blake, came over and gave me a hand. And we turned around and we actually chiseled this shit out of the drain that's down in the cellar. Um, dug down about six to eight feet, put a piece of PVC pipe in there with um, breathing room or breathing wall, which if you don't know, which I didn't know, is um, basically a PVC flex tube with holes every maybe uh, foot, maybe foot and a half. And it allows the water to drain evenly and then drain at different levels. So I thought it was really, you know, high tech and stuff. Now that particular similar concept would be something that I had mentioned in the past to do with the hurricanes by filtering up the cold water and the hot water, which was something that was discussed about doing. This is a $10 piece that they were talking about here. And if that's the case, I'm sure that if we're raising money for all these great causes and all these great things, then you know, I'm sure it would be not a problem to raise some money for this and awareness. I mean, if you turned around and told even the most ignorant of people, okay, that if you donate $10, that we will prevent hurricanes or have a very good shot of having 50 to 75% less hurricanes per year, would you do it? It's like, no brainer. Why, why wouldn't you do it? So that's like mind-blowing if you don't do it but i mean even the most ignorant of people could see that this is you know a system in which you know things are happening so now i don't worry we're getting no joke over here on long island we are having anywhere between six to twelve inches of rain now this is just pure insanity so I'm, I'm literally just relaxing i'm not even worried about it and it used to be to the point where i'm so stressed out there was a time where Nay went out in the middle of the night, and she did it. It was like 3.30 in the morning, and I woke up. Some intuition that I had or intuition that I had turned around and woke me up, and Nay's like, relax, I just did it. You know, just calm down. And she knows how paranoid I get about the water coming in. All of a sudden, not 30 seconds later, decaholics, the water is rushing through our door, and I'm like, fuck, man. So even going out there... And taking out a bucket every 30 to 40 seconds. And I'm talking about a five-gallon bucket. So you can only imagine how fast I'm shoveling that fucking water into this bucket. It was still coming through the door. So I'm like, holy shit. So now we're just relaxing. And anybody else who's dealing with that shit, look, we know where you're coming from. 
It's not the first time that this had, had, had happened. Um, but at the last time, you know, when, right before we went away, I said, this is done. And this is going to be history. I'm not stressing about this anymore. Imagine that. Stress kills. What was the stress that killed me? The water coming through the door on a rainstorm. But it's not like, it just you know, this thing has been there a very long time. All X amount of years that the house has been here. And uh, it was just, it was time to get fixed. Anyway, moving forward there. So that, as you all know, and, you know, madness is like gravity. All it needs is just a little push. Big shout-outs to a good friend of the Deacon & Co. show, Chris Mason Tattoo. I get to visit him two weeks in a row, which was really cool because that how often does that happen? Uh, do a side rib piece uh, on the Beauty and the Beast rose uh, that was uh, dedicated for a dear friend of mine. Guys can never, ever guess who that friend is, right? And the other one was a continuation of the back piece of the villains. That's what I'm going to call this. And the back piece that we did, uh, this part of the back piece was uh, both Jokers, um, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. And, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Uh, for whatever reason, because this was on, like, the lower level of the tramp stamp area, right? That's what I would say it is, right on the spine and everything. No pain. No pain getting it done. Uh, and he did such a great job uh, getting it done. We had, like, a time frame. Uh, had uh, got everything done, the outline and the shading of Jack Nicholson all within a two-hour span. So he was just on point yesterday with time and always on point with his work. So if you guys haven't checked him out yet, which um, I know you have, uh, Chris Mason Tattoo on Instagram, Livewire Arts in West Islip, New York, or Beacon Tattoo in West Babylon, New York. He's at Livewire, but owns them both, does his thing, one of the best, and... Come on, have I ever steered you wrong with a recommendation? So, after the next piece is done, uh, then we will turn around and we will go um, to the next villain, which I'm leaving it up to him because he's got both of the pieces ready to go on this one, so whoever's going on first. But it's either going to be Artie or it's going to be Stripe, the leader of the Gremlins. So, just faces. So, the idea of what's behind this is that the... Jokers are Heath Ledger is sitting down, and Jack Nicholson is putting his hands on his shoulder. Both of them obviously dressed in costume, so that is the centerpiece. And each of these little guys that are going to be heads and little bubbles and ideas of like who, like what these guys are thinking about who they're, you know, who the sick fucks are in their eyes. But meanwhile, there's nobody better as a villain ever than the the Joker. And it's always been that way in Batman. There's never you can never turn around, okay? Even with Jaquin Phoenix, you can never turn around and say that there has ever been a bad Joker in any Batman series. I, I don't care who you are. I don't even care if it was the original Joker. He was still great. That makeup and that vibrant color that he wore was exactly what they pictured in the comic book. Branched away from that, from, you know, with the Dark Knight and stuff. Still loved his costume. Branched away from it with, uh, I guess you could say, maybe like 50-50 with Jack's character in, in the original first Batman movie. All right? he When they came around and they did Jaquin Phoenix's character, they brought back more of those vibrant colors and whatnot. But still, like, this is, you never have anything bad to say about the Joker and how his performance is. The only thing that I say... All right, was it was going to be really, really difficult to out-top what Jack Nicholson did. Then comes Heath Ledger and smashes it. 
Now there's no way for you to outdo what Heath did. And the performance that Jaquin Phoenix had was unreal. And by the way, just in case anybody doesn't know, part two of The Joker will be coming out next year, I believe in the October area. So of course we'll keep you guys um, uh, in the loop about that. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, True Detective, new season is coming out on January the 14th. True Detective is one of my favorite shows of all time. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, executive producers on this as well. Um, yeah, going to be good. Right after Deacon Day. So, should be fun. Uh, one birthday shout out for today. Uh, it's uh, going out for tomorrow, October the 1st, uh, to a dear friend of the Deacon and Co. show as well, uh, Jermaine. Maine, happy birthday. I uh, hope you are doing well. And I mean, I guess I look at this, all right? So Danny Deals has got a birthday coming up next week as well. Um, Maine's birthday tomorrow. I look at this. All these guys are getting fucking game days on their birthday. And, and, I, and I'm sitting here like, dude, I'm, I'm praying that either the fucking Rangers or the Lakers are playing, which does never, ever work out in my favor. You guys know that. Like, I can tell you that right now. Over the course of my adult life, the Rangers and the Lakers played on my birthday. I think the Lakers twice, and I think the Rangers twice. And I'm like, nobody's going out on a fucking weekday besides me, okay, in New York to watch a 10.30 start for a basketball game. So imagine that I was at, I don't know, my birthday, like, hey, I'm Miranda, and but really named Deacon, and I'm drunk on a Wednesday. Like, dude, you look like a loser. Even if it is your birthday, that's fucked up. So I usually don't do anything at all. So just madness. But hopefully this year things will change. I think I know the schedule, what's going on. I think there is somebody playing, but... Um, it, 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 we'll see what happens, you know, see what happens, but nevertheless, enjoy the day, man, and it is game day after all, happy game day as well in advance. All right, so, uh, Met News, uh, no, just releasing the Christmas stuff for that, uh, the, uh, ugly sweaters and whatnot, this year's ugly sweater is Metal Up Your Xmas with a candy cane coming out of the toilet, just like Metal Up Your Ass, but Metal Up Your Xmas, so... They can't believe how quick they got here. So, Nay ordered this thing for me on Monday, I think it was. And it was it arrived on, on Thursday. That's how quick it was. It was so cool. Maybe it was Saturday. One of those days, Nay ordered it or whatnot. So, uh, before we get into the quick sports update, I want to just take a minute to um, recognize the big birthday um, that I, I almost forgot about that. Well, I didn't almost forget about it. I was going to wait till the end, but I said, you know, while we're doing birthdays and Met News and all that, this falls into it. So Harvesters of Utah having a happy fourth birthday, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And thank you to everything that, everything in that organization over there and that chapter does, especially with April and all the cool things that she does for people and what a really a great person she was. April went and, and sent us um, some shirts in the mail and inside of the bottom of the shirt, um, Nay pulls out a piece of paper and looks at it and her eyes light up and then she just hands it to me, doesn't say anything and my jaw dropped and like I started to cry. So like not so much cry but like tear up because... When I first met April, I told April that my first time I came out of the snake pit and I was like, oh, I got a pick, this, that, and everything. So I was so excited because that was the, you know, the second time that I've ever gotten a pick. So I, I told her when the first time that I got a pick was, was for the um, tribute show for Johnny and Marsha Zazula. So I was so happy um, to get one there because that was my first pick. You know, obviously a lot of shows were put in before I got my first one. So... 
Now I turn around and I look at this piece of paper and it's the set list from that night and like my heart just melted and I was just like, wow, that was really such a, a really great thing that, that somebody did for me and April is really such a cool person and thank you again. Happy fourth birthday. I wish we could be there. Um, and we were going to strongly consider going and then Nay got caught in a work situation so it didn't really pan out this time but we definitely will be at one of the celebrations for Harvesters of Utah. Um, also when I went to thank April she told me about something really cool that um, is one of those things where like if you want to know about it then you can email me directly at the Deacon and Kosho at gmail.com address and I will tell you but it is something really really cool um we're involving metallica and history so i only save that and say that because you, sometimes you get those people out there who want to buy these things and oversell them so i'm not going to say what it is because i'd rather a real fan message me directly if you're interested in this um and i'll be able to direct you where to go so but i did get one and thank you for that too april so now let's move on to the quick sports update here big news uh as soon as we released a touchdown report for you all on thursday there was a breaking news that the usfl united states football league and the xfl will merge next year i think this is a phenomenal move because now no, you got a, you got a league now that may have more than 16 or 15 teams, which now makes it a lot better for people to watch. So now you're getting different competitions, you're getting more involved in this, and now it's good for football. Because if you have more teams, then obviously you're going to have more games. So you're going to obviously have to have more airtime and whatnot. Everything that's going on in the gambling aspect of the world, football is trying to come in from every aspect of the world. They are king for a reason and now when we get into it just a little later for those who missed the touchdown report now the nfl merging with disney which has been for a while doing these things but now you'll see what i mean in just a bit from there thursday night football as expected the detroit lions 34 to 20 victory over the green bay packers now this game at halftime was 27 to 3 and Green Bay scored a couple of points in between to make it close, but the Lions had already done the damage in the first half. It was not the same team from last week of, you know, in all due respect to how great the New Orleans Saints defense is, all right? Um, this Detroit Lions team is for real a scary team, and they're playing good, playing as a unit, and uh, I expect them to not only win this division, but I, I expect them to win a playoff game. I expect them to be in the second round. As long as you're not playing the Eagles in round one, which I don't think you will be, then I think you should be able to pull off. Or, or let me say that and uh, take that back for a second. I, you know, the Eagles or the 49ers. But I, I think that the Lions would be able to beat the Niners. But that's just because I can't root for the Niners. They're just, they can't do it. I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> it's the one team that I fear. So, all right. Uh, and I don't really think that I fear them as much as I did walking into the playoffs last year. I kept saying it to you all, but this team has improved. So we will see what happens. Uh, WNBA, last night, action. The Liberty took game three. Now up in that series, two games to one. Connecticut won the first game. The Liberty have won the last two. Uh, last night's bout was in Connecticut, and start to finish the Liberty were just too much for them. Um, out west in the series between the Dallas Wings and the Las Vegas Aces, the Vegas Aces swept last night three straight to win, and they are advancing to represent the Western Conference in the WNBA Finals. So here we go. Now, 
New York versus Vegas is what I expect to happen, as I mentioned to you all. And the only team that really had given Vegas a problem this year was the Liberty. So I do expect the Liberty to pull this out. So um, I did not get to go to one of those situations, uh, one of those situations, one of the games, only because of the fact that I didn't get a chance to do it during the week where it is, and you can, you can, I can make the excuse, and I could say that I could drive or I could do whatever, right? But uh, the thing is, is that, like, in order for me to get to the venue of where they were playing, I'd have to take two trains. So with everything going on with work and they schedule, it just didn't pan out for me. was going to go last night, but they put everybody in a state of emergency on the surrounding states around us, so we were not able to leave um, to get into uh, Mohegan Sun is where they play, so that's about three and a half hours from us. If you take the ferry, it's not, but we couldn't get on the ferry because of the weather. So I uh, don't think we're going to get there for game day uh, tomorrow to see it. So maybe maybe if uh, you know, we can see what's going on, if we get to a WNBA Finals game, now that would be cool, you know, especially too because, you know, if you're going to go see something, right, and you, and you think about it like this from this overall perspective here, even, even if it's the, you know, um, men's polo club if it's the finals you're gonna have to somewhat watch a decent game if you know you take a look at the records obviously uh somewhat of a decent game when you got the two best teams playing each other and i truly feel that the best two teams will play each other in the WNBA finals all right that's enough with the sports update for this shit uh baseball season is coming to its closure at this weekend officially but the unofficial as you guys know end of baseball season for everybody who was not a Mets or a Yankees fan, happened to be about three, four weeks ago. So, when football came back. So, oh, man. Fact of the day. It's not a fun fact, but you know that's the name of the segment. Um, Cliff, 37th anniversary of his death, 927. Yeah, I always take time to bring that up because of how Cliff Burton changed, uh, I would say, the heavy metal game or heavy metal industry and heavy metal um, scene. Uh, more than any other influencer, individual, individual itself than anybody else that I, I know in history that could, you could say that about. The way that his mind was, was just too advanced and uh, so glad that they did what they did to get him Metallica and I'm so glad that he was a part of the band even if it was only for a short period of time. Rest in peace 37 years ago on the 27th. Hot take here. Let's going to get into it because we turned around. Well, not we. I turned around and told you that we're going to do five. So let's just do a quick recap here on Better Four. Is it? And we're going to include the new album now because we've never done that. So in the first four, we've only had the first 10 studio albums. We didn't have 72 seasons. But now we do include it. But Sleepwalk My Life Away or Moth Into Flame. Now... <laughs> It's pretty tough for anybody, all right, um, for to turn around and say that hardwired for self to self destruct sucks, because that is that is definitely a a very very incorrect statement. Can't tell anybody what their opinion is in music or whatnot, but when it comes to like you know certain bands, you could turn around and you could say. Okay, well, this band sucks. Okay, well, all I need to hear is this one song, and that'll prove to you alone that this band does not suck. Well, that's the case with this album. 
Um, anybody ever says anything bad about it, all right? And I'm going to steal a line here from our buddy um, George in the Metal Gods podcast. Hope you guys are doing well, too. Um, moth into flame. It's all you need to hear. Um, if you could turn around and say that Hardwired to Self-Destruct is a bad album, have you ever heard Moth into Flame? That is all the answer that I would need to say to somebody. The answer to this question is, what is the better for is Moth into Flame? Sleepwalk My Wife, Life Away is a good song. It's off the new album, obviously. Uh, but Moth is one of those songs, all right? If it's a regular show now, all right, none of this two spinoffs, all right, with these two-piece shows, all right? If you're getting me a set like so for, for the Indigo show coming up in just next weekend for Power Trip, I expect Moth into, Moth into Flame to be in the set list because it's that part of the regular set list now, and since it's come out, it's been such a powerful song. Uh really has. If this song came out off of, let's just say, for instance, Load, Reload, Anger, um, you would hear this at every show. That's how good this song is. I'm telling you. So... Definitely Moth. So, here we go now. Let's go in to our list here. Number one here on the list, and I'm just giving the list in, in order, is what you got here is you got off of Kill Em All, we have Anesthesia Pulling Teeth. So now, what perfect timing to talk about a Cliff solo um, and an instrumental uh, than the week of Cliff's anniversary, right? Of his death. So, Anesthesia Pulling Teeth, one of, one of my favorites, um, especially because just the whole introduction of it, and I'm going to let you guys hear it in just a second, um, is just so eerie leading up to the actual drop. So, if you haven't heard it, which most of you should, if you're Metallica fans listening to this show, but if you have not heard this, here you go. Track number five, off Kill Em All. Bass solo, take one.
Yeah, uh, just bone chilling, spine tingling. It's oh, man, love that, love that song. Um, off of Ride the Lightning now. Obviously, we're going in order. Trapped under ice, and another one of my favorites here. I, I mean, Trapped under ice is just—it's such a beautiful song. <laughs> Love that build up and then it just I don't know. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh now we go on to puppets. Track number five, Master of Puppets. One of my favorites. Um I've only got to hear this song twice live and I just love it. And I can only imagine if what would happen if let's just say come November if they broke this song out, how loud the crowd would be. Fill the fields I see, hungry heroes dead, disposable heroes. Such a powerful song, so fast, so heavy, just, ah! Track number five off Master of Puppets. Brings us down into album number four, and justice for all. Got to hear this at the 40th anniversary show. I don't know if I'll ever get to hear it again. But the shortest straw has been pulled for you. straw has been pulled for you familiar with number five here for album five it's uh played quite frequently good song i like it a lot uh off of the black album track number five wherever i may roam <sighs>
Rome is such a powerful song, especially the introduction when it comes in, and, and really, it just uh, um, took me a little bit, I think, um, after seeing it for the first couple of shows, it then took me, went away for a little while, but I always appreciate when Rome comes back. Um, the next album here is Load and number five on this one. And you can see there's a lot, there's been a lot of great songs thus far. Um, and I think that the list just continuously is getting better. Um, even with the next couple of songs too. Um, King Nothing is track number five off Load. Uh, King Nothing is one of those songs that I've heard about ten times live. And every time that I've seen them perform it live... Um, it's always been, for me, James has gotten better each time that I've seen him perform this song. Just the end and the way he cranks everybody up. And, you know, it's, you can always tell when a band, especially one that you love, that you see them quite often, how they, how some shows they're off, some shows they're not, some shows they're better than others. Um, every show is great, you know, there's, there's times, you know, even if they're bad, they're still great. It's just, you know, um, in your eyes or, you know, it, it's just not one of those ideal moments to ever have, you know, come out of a show, especially with a band like Metallica and say, oh yeah, man, they suck tonight. I don't think that'll ever happen. King nothing. Yeah, King Nothing there. Um, as you can see, you know, and, and we're, we're halfway through right now. Um, this this really is just the list of fives, all right, that is on this list, all right, are just really just incredible songs. And in each unique way is a completely different side of the band if you listen and obviously the progression of each of these songs. Next up, Better Than You off of Reload. Now, I like a lot of the songs that are on Reload. I like a lot of the songs that are on Load. Um, going into different fields, um, different trials, tribulations, whatever it is, um, whatever you want to call it with these two albums, um, especially Load and Reload. And you, you basically... Looking at things from, from my perspective here is, um, if you're turning around and, and it's this late stage in Metallica's career, and you would get to hear anything from those three middle, or, you know, three, I guess you could say part of the middle um, album, six, seven, or eight, like, cherish the moment. I don't know how many times I gotta keep saying it because they're not gonna play this shit. When people are walking up to me every fucking show asking me, oh, oh yeah, are we gonna hear Spit Out the Bone? And are we gonna hear Dyer's Eve? Yeah, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> it's just simple facts. So when you do hear shit like that, just, yeah, enjoy it. Believe me, better than you.
Better Than You, very catchy song. If you guys have not heard that, that is off of Reload. If you have not heard that, take a chance to listen to that album. Reload's a good album. Uh, it's going to bring us down to Invisible Kid that is off of, as James would put it, <laughs> your favorite album. <laughs> Say Nanga. If you can get past that a little annoyance in the beginning with the garbage cans and that's just that whole album, um, you, that really is a great song there. Uh, especially to uh, when you're not getting to hear uh, anything really from... I mean, I've only heard four songs off St. Anger. So it, for me, I would love to hear the whole album just to say you know, that I got to hear it live. And the way that the band is now, I can pretty much assure you all that it would sound amazing. All right? Death Magnetic, this is a powerful one for their number five. And uh, just so many cool things that go on in this song all nightmare long. song love that song love that song so loud fast heavy ah, love it now hardwired to self-destruct brings us now our 10th studio album it's so crazy to say that we got 11 uh dream no more such an underrated song um hardwired again love this song just you check it out Try listening to that at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, when you're driving on the parkway. It has very minimal lights, okay? It's just eerie. It's like, ugh, creepy. Something out of a, uh, like a black and white horror movie. Silent film, and you just hear the music. Like, you know, crazy. Um, that'll bring us down into the last one here. Off of 72 Seasons. Uh, you are the witch. <laughs> you must burn. And great song. Heard it, obviously, a bunch of times. And it's just a uh, fun song. I, I don't really know how James said this song was about the internet. I don't see how. Um, but to each his own. He wrote the song, not me. But you are the witch you must burn. 
there you are, Decaholics. That is your list of Metallica track number fives. Um, email me and let me know what your favorite one of those are. All right, deaconandcoshow at gmail.com. Um, me, um, <sighs> so tough. Um, out of all of these, I would probably say my favorite on there is gotta be either Disposable Heroes or King Nothing, but All Nightmare Long is right behind them, so it just, uh, yeah, but all of them are really great songs. Topic number two here, and this is a segment, once again, I mentioned last week, thank you to our buddy Mr. Mason again, uh, for coming up with the idea of the deacon is speaking, or speaking with the deacon. Whatever you feel like saying. That works. Either way, sounds good. All right? Uh, boneheads. All right? Louder Than Life. Big shout-outs again. A lot of shout-outs in this episode. Holy shit. May as well just call out everyone I know and just be like, ah, uh, To the doctor himself, Brad Campbell, uh, went to this uh, festival, and he loves going to Louder Than Life. And what a great lineup it was this year, all right? And all kinds of great artists. Megadeth was one of the... Bands that uh, stole the show, according to Doc, and according to some other reviews that I had uh, read about it. Uh, but something went down during that show when Limbiscuit went on. They were upset that Godsmack was performing before them, and they shut off all the video monitors, and Fred Durst went on there and just lip-sang, and they, it was just obviously a clear recording. And look, listen, I mean... If you think that you're going to go and do shit like that, okay, and you're going to get asked to get called back to another festival or something like this, maybe you don't want to do it anymore. But I'm going to tell you something right now, that Limbiscuit would not, would be one of those bands where if I had the opportunity to sit in one spot, okay, for all day to wait for rail, but I was allowed to go out and see one other band and come back, Limbiscuit would not be that band. For the time frame of you growing up and when I grew up and listened to Limp Bizkit, okay, angry teenagers used to listen to this type of music. Me, I was just getting into all of that stuff and, you know, listening to that because I was more along the lines of listening to, you know, classic rap, Tupac, Biggie, Eminem, and then on the other spot side of the spectrum of listening to country music. So Garth Brooks, Clint Black, all that stuff still as a kid, you know, growing up. So getting into this stuff and I'm like, well, I'm not an angry kid. So why, like this is, this music is not really for me. It's not, you know, and then as I got older, I appreciated it. You know, when Biscuit Corn, all those guys, you know, good artists. Don't put them in a category of, of a great artist. They're, they're good artists. Okay. Um, but, Megadeth steals the show. Tool rocked it, according to uh, the reviews. And I just don't understand how these bands are, are getting away with, like, you know, the crazy shit that goes on in Louder Than Life. So if you guys remember a couple years back when Nay and I went to uh, Louder Than Life, you had people, like, females swinging from towers through, like, only metal hooks holding their skin. Like something that you would see at a fucking uh, uh, Hellraiser. The lead singer, Jane's Addiction, was fucking on more than just his share of alcohol as he drank a fucking uh, 1.75 to the face of whiskey on stage and started disgustingly speaking to the women in the crowd. I don't understand how fucking Tucky gets away with this shit. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, if you were to do this shit here in New York or Long Island, all right, 
You would never be allowed back here to do something like that. Like, I don't understand how they allow that shit to happen. Fred Durst should never be fucking done anywhere. Like, you, this guy should be done. Like, this guy's an asshole. He's always been an asshole. Um, makes, made a couple good records. You know, a couple, I listen to Limp Bizkit. You know, some of their, some of their stuff. Um, but as far as, like, the break stuff and the nookie and that stuff, like, those are all cool songs and fun songs to sing. But, yeah, it's, it's not gonna happen for me. Um, Stephen A. Smith. Is the other bonehead on the Deacon speaking topic or speaking with the Deacon here? Um, <laughs> excuse me. We'll bring this up once a month, this topic. All right, so this will be something to look forward to so we can hear the rants on this. So I'm going to leave the Colin Kaepernick thing along with the Jets. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can look on and follow the Touchdown Report. Now you and I touched on it. But I'm in 100% agreement with Stephen A. Smith when it comes to the, the Colin Kaepernick situation. What I am not in 100% agreement with is that this individual um, just turning around, all right, and just continuously just running his mouth, getting himself into trouble, and got into a, uh, an altercation with Jeff Saturday, who is one of the nicest people ever, okay, because he cracked a comment saying that the Miami Dolphins are a better football team than the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this very well could be true, right, if you're living in the wrong you know, error, or you're living under a fucking rock and you're not watching the same games, but the Miami Dolphins have no defense. Despite what you saw last week when they won 70-20, to 20, Denver has no offense. So Miami just continuously took the ball away, throwing the ball downfield. The defense was so well-rested because their offense was on the field so much as well. So... They're going to play each other in a couple of weeks, and that's why he's the other bonehead on here, okay? So, I I got to tell you now that I'm, I'm, I expect the Eagles to win the game, all right? And by the time that they play each other, I'm going to get guys back, and I'm going to get my team healthier and set ready for a long run. Dolphins have to stay healthy. That's the key to it. Very dangerous team. Very different team than what we saw a year ago. It could be very well that you saw or see a Dolphins-Eagles Super Bowl. This is what the NFL would want. This is what the fans would want. Maybe. I don't know. See what happens. I don't know. But Stephen A. Smith, Fred Durst, you guys, really, and just going in the, the public's eyes to do something along the lines of what you both do on a constant basis, and that's be an asshole, all right, is... A puzzle to me why you're still fucking hired in the jobs that you have. Fred Durst is different. I mean, they, I, I'm pretty sure that if you told, like, most people, Limp Biscuits come into town um, that listen to that, you could see that type of people going out, um, running to go get tickets for Limp Biscuit, right? No, you can't. It's just not relevant anymore. Anyway, moving forward. Bringing us down from one bonehead to the next. Genius of the week here. This one's called Drive Through Brawl. And I had some funny things happen over the course of the time. Just had some stuff that I, you know, always in my head, I have the next three answers of what's going to happen. So if if you turn around and I ask you a question of, okay, what's your favorite um, ice cream flavor? So I have about three different answers lined up for whatever you're going to say. So if you say chocolate, I'll be like, oh, have you ever had it from this place? Or, you know, whatever it is, just to continue a conversation or just to keep my brain sharp and moving at all times. So 
I'm always prepared for everything. <laughs> Nothing's going to come across and shock me. If a guy walked in in a parking lot with a gun in his hand, I'm ready for it. Like, I'm not going to be drawn off guard, okay? So, I went to drive through the other day doing a solid, picking up a um, prescription for her. You know, I, when I'm, I'm in the area of places, I try to get all the errands done and try to stay off the road as much as possible because of these people and how fucked up they are over here, all right? So... I'm in the drive through line, and I'm stuck now, so I can't get out, so I gotta stay there, and I'm not bothered, I'm not in a rush, you know, I got 20 minutes before I gotta be where I gotta be, so as I'm pulling around, um, I can't see, like, the whole scenario, so I'm on a, like, on, like, probably like a start of a turn, like you were going through, like, the corner of a drive through um, so I'm on the wall, one side of the wall, and I'm on the other side, half and half with the car, so I can't see how it happened or what it happened. But the lady that was in front turned around and backed up into the woman that was behind her. The woman who was in the car that got hit, the car just got tapped. I was, like I said, I didn't get to see the damage of it. I heard it. It was just a tap. And the lady, uh, she was probably early 20s. Uh, the other lady was, uh, I would say, late 30s, early 40s. And they got out of the car and started screaming and pushing each other. Like, literally. Fighting at the drive-thru. For what reason? So I got out of the car, and I don't like to do this. But nobody else was doing this because the other two cars that were one behind me and one in front of me were elderly couple. So the elderly couple behind me got out to see what was going on because this got really loud. And nobody in the drive-thru called the police, which was very weird, okay? And so I turned around and I got out and I was like, hey, and they both jumped and I'm like, you are fucking animals. You should belong in a fucking cage. You cannot even conduct yourself in public. Is there any fucking damage to the bumper? And the, the girl whose car got hit looks at me and goes, oh, no. I'm like, good. So both of you get the fuck back in your cars before you both get arrested. And they were like, okay. And they walked right back in their cars. Now, I, I don't know how fucking peace officer. I'm not there to fucking make peace. I'm there to get the fucking prescription and then go pick up my dinner and then I can get home for watch Monday Night Football. But of course there's a fucking delay. Cops didn't come. Cops weren't called. Problem solved. No damage done. You're both fucking geniuses of the week. Okay? There you go. Now, why? Why do you need to do that? If it happens, it happens. It wasn't like they were smoking weed or doing anything in the car that caused them to do this. It was just a pure accident. That's what happens. People make mistakes. Learn to forgive. Calm down. But now I look at it as if maybe you had one of you was smoking a joint. Hopefully it wasn't the one that got who got the car. Well, was the one who hit the other person's car. Okay, then maybe you would be a lot chill, and you wouldn't have to worry about getting out of the car and trying to choke this woman. Just saying. Just saying. Rapids now. Rapid number one here. Most underrated five. Oh, man, that's so hard. All right, um, I'm going to say it's going to be either Better Than You or Trapped Under Ice because I love Trapped Under Ice and so underrated. Rapid number two, promised I'd bring it up earlier. 9.30, game from Andy's room tomorrow morning in London. <laughs> Look, this is great for the NFL to merge with Disney because they are the two king and queens or king, king, whatever you want to call them um, out there, I feel, in the world. I mean, there's other companies that are big out there as well, you know, Apple, IBM, all that stuff, but I feel like the NFL trumps them, especially because of the fact that the 
NFL or all these other places are trying to do campaigns and marketing with NFL players to try to get people to buy because their favorite players do. So, hmm, who's bigger there? Okay. Um, I, I, I'm not going to watch this game fully in, in there. And they're putting a good game on there for people to watch just to get involved. But realistically, like, you know, what they would love to do is put the Chiefs and the Eagles on there and have viewers spike up, for, especially for kids, to watch these players that are great. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, let's see how it works. I mean, it's, I think it might get high ratings. Um, it, it was cool with the whole uh, aspect of watching the hockey on there, but let's see how football is. You know, might be annoying, but report back to you next week on the Touchdown Report. Rapid number three here, baseball playoffs are approaching us. What's an early prediction for the World Series? Well, despite what the DG might think here, um, I, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles, and I can't go against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Kershaw on the bump tonight, as the guys call it. Um, yeah, Dodgers, Orioles, going to be a good one if that's the case. Uh, corner of positivity here. Control your life through insanity, Cliff Burton. Um, yeah, that's what I do, dude. <laughs> Absolutely, Cliff. Thank you for that. Rest in peace. That's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for episode 142. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy game day tomorrow. Uh, relax. Stay in if you can. If you're on the East Coast and we're getting the bad weather, um, stay safe. Make sure all your gutters are clean and all that stuff so you don't have to deal with the flooding. Obviously, if it's pouring, don't go out there and fucking clean your gutters. But just saying in general, these are all things that most people sometimes tend to forget about and then expend and like look at themselves like, well, why did my roof leak? You know, like it's just things that can be prevented on there. So in the meantime, follow me on the menus of social. You know the deal. X and... Instagram, Deacon and Kosho, Deacon and Kosho at gmail.com if you want to leave a line. But until next week, ladies and gentlemen, Deacaholics of all ages, Deacon is out.